Hey everyone, welcome back to the Enduring Churches podcast. This is Trent, and I am here with my lovely wife, Dana. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I wanted to say my little helper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're thankful that Alan and Rochelle got to share um, a podcast episode with you. Uh, they have been so good about um, covering for us when we've been traveling quite a bit. And so we wanted to take some time um, today and in the next episode to share with you about some travels that we've been doing and some places where we've gone and conferences we've been attending. And so uh, today, Dana and I want to share with you, we just got back from Austin, Texas. It was a crazy time. Um, And we were... (laughs) fighting snowstorms and um, blizzards and trying to get to the right places and get to our conference, which was in Austin, Texas. It was the Care for Pastors conference. And so, wow, it was just, it was like an adventure, uh, but we made it there, enjoyed it so much. Yes, we were thankful for the opportunity to go to Austin to participate in the Care for Pastors conference which was hosted by the Great Commandment Network and Guidestone. I was familiar with Guidestone and their support for pastors, but I wasn't familiar with Great Commandment Network. So it was great to be introduced to that and the wealth of resources that they have available. And I, Trent and I are loving the position we get to have now because we are getting to do for pastors and their wives what we wish someone had done for us. And then this week to be introduced to other people who are doing the same thing was incredible and very encouraging. Yeah, it was really exciting to get to visit and kind of network with people who are doing the same types of things, uh, either in larger or smaller ways. Um, across not only the U.S., but in Canada as well. And so it it was great uh, to get to be a part of that. We got to hear um, some amazing speakers during the course of this time. Mark Dance, if you're not familiar with him, uh, he's an amazing pastor and author and speaker. Uh, He is... um, He's the executive director of Care for Pastors and the director of pastoral wellness for Guidestone. And so uh, just an amazing guy, shared with us lots of things. Also, David Ferguson, uh, who is the executive director and founder of the Great Commandment Network, also shared. Unfortunately, because we were fighting snowstorms, we didn't get to hear him speak, uh, but uh, everything was great. They they just give you so much. I mean, we came back, we needed an extra suitcase with all the books that they gave to us for free. Um, Anyway, but we got to hear uh, also Ronnie Floyd um, spoke a couple of times. And then one of the, I mean, all the speakers are great, but I really got a lot out of David Kinnaman. He was one of the main speakers uh, if you're not familiar with David Kinneman, he is the owner and CEO of Barna Research. I uh, talked a lot about resilient disciples, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the, the overarching theme of the entire uh, Care for Pastors conference this week was about resiliency and how we can build that into our ministry uh, to become resilient ministers, resilient disciples. Uh, 
just all of the research that has gone into that has, was very impactful to hear about that. And so David Kinneman, I mean, you would understand this because he's the owner and CEO of Barna Research. And if you're not familiar with Barna, oh my goodness, you need to get familiar with him. But he's kind of a self-proclaimed nerd. Um, and he just shared with us statistics and, and research so much. But, but he was so good about tying it in and explaining to us what this all meant. Because if you just looked at graphs, uh, you would be a little overwhelmed, but he did such a great job of sharing with us several great things. Um, Dana and I were scribbling notes and, and all this about during the time that he spoke. But um, one of the things that David said that really caught both Dana and I is that are your pastors actually part of the body of the local church or... Is it just their day job? You know, as a pastor's wife, as I look back at our ministry, uh, it was very tempting to me to shield myself and not to get too close. And so as, as I would show up on a Sunday morning, um, I had a task to get done and I wasn't very good most of the time at connecting with people. And I suffered because of that. And I believe our churches did as well, because I wasn't totally investing and connecting with people like God has called us to be part of the body of Christ. And so I am grateful for our churches because they did take care of us and loved us well, even when I may have held them at arm's length sometimes just to protect my own uh, emotions and but to actually become part of the body of the local church. I say all the time, I don't see how anybody can survive a crisis without a church family. And even as the pastor, realize that you need your church family and you need to allow them to love you well by uh, building those strong relationships with them and not just showing up on Sunday because that's what you get paid to do. Mm. You know, one of the things that Alan and I have shared with you all, if you've listened to our earlier podcast episodes, is that we were taught in seminary not to actually get close to your church family. Don't let them get too close because you're going to be moving on. And, and what a load of crap. I mean, I'm sorry to say that, but it's just what a terrible bit of advice. And so, it's so important for us to, we're supposed to shepherd and, and have relationships and we're supposed to model relationships. And it was so encouraging to hear other people that were speaking at this conference say that they had been told the same thing, not to let people get too close. Uh, and they, they agreed and said over and over, that was terrible advice. And so I think that, you know, in years past, that was, you know, just the general overarching attitude. Hey, you know, you're going to be moving. Don't get too close because you don't want to get your heart broke. Uh, but in actuality, we need our churches. Pastors, you need your church family. Most definitely. And as you build those relationships, that helps you to be resilient. Uh, one of the things that 
Well, the, the overarching theme of the Care for Pastors was that we need a whole life discipleship. And throughout the conference, they discussed the five topics of whole life discipleship. Faith is the first one. Relationships is the second one. And so becoming part of your local church as the pastor and wife is really important. Uh, wellness was another of the whole life discipleship focuses and then vocation or calling and your finances. And the affinity group that I attended was women in ministry. And we focused on how to integrate authenticity into each one of those five areas of whole life discipleship. Mm. And so when David Kinman was speaking, he, he spoke to us about these areas, those five areas, and showed a lot of research and, and showed that only 9% of believers or people in your churches are resilient in these areas. And I would imagine that is reflective of pastors as well, that pastors only about that same number are resilient in all those areas. And so, you know, we have been trying to minister to pastors now for a while. And, and so having some, some handles to say, okay, these are the areas that we need to be um, helping ministers and, and the church family in. That was really helpful to us. Um, and so, you know, pastors, one of the things, another thing that David Kinneman said was that we are responsible for everything, but control nothing. And boy, that is so true. And that can be so frustrating. I think that that just builds up and builds up because we're expected or we put on the expectation on ourselves to be do everything. But then sometimes the church, depending on the size or the, you know, if it's a family run church, you don't always have the opportunities to uh, have some control over those things. So there was a lot that was packed into David Ken um, Kinneman just did an amazing job of sharing with us. Um, One of the books that uh, Barna Research produced is called The Resilient Pastor. And they gave that a copy of that to us. And of course, we just got back from the conference. We haven't had a chance to really uh, look into that and read it, but it a lot of it was what uh, Kinneman was teaching to us about is that uh, pastors need to be resilient in all these areas of discipleship, faith, relationships, wellness, vocation or calling and finances. And so the resilient pastor by Glenn Packiam produced by Barna. I recommend that you check that out. Yeah. There were so many great books and other one, um, when Mark Dance was speaking to us, he um, he is the author of Start to Finish. Um, it's the Pastor's Guide to Leading a Resilient Life and Ministry. Um, and so I would encourage you to check out that book as well. Um, and he, the last, uh, the last morning that he spoke to us before we headed back home, he talked a lot about Sabbath. And, and we've been talking about this, Alan and I have been for a while. But, um, you know, Dana, when you heard him talk about that, what things stuck out to you? Well, the first thing he said was Sabbath means stop. Just stop. 
you know, we, we get all worried about, well, what should I do on the Sabbath? You should stop and rest. And she said that this Sabbath is a gift that God is giving to you. And you're just to receive it and to enjoy fellowship with your Savior. Isn't that sad? It is a gift, but we, a lot of times we look at it as, oh, it's just one more job I got to do, right? Mm -hmm. And pastors, I'm going to tell you that your Sunday is not your Sabbath. Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness, you know, and a lot of other people, hopefully they, your church family, they take a Sabbath, but Sundays is not your Sabbath time. And so I'm just, when we flew home, I guess it was Thursday night. It was about midnight when we finally drove in our driveway. And so we just said, okay, Friday is going to be our Sabbath. We needed some rest. And boy, we didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. Didn't answer emails. Didn't answer texts. We just... Didn't go grocery shopping. <laughs> no. Trent wanted me to go grocery shopping. I said, this is Sabbath. <laughs> Walmart will suck your Sabbath away. <laughs> But we had, uh, we just took naps. I mean, and so I would encourage you pastors, you and your family, you need to have some Sabbath time, you know, to be able to stop. Um, the the book that we have enjoyed so much. It's the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Hmm. And that was a paradigm change for us mm -hmm. uh, because we just go, go, go all the time. Uh, and we've forgotten that Sabbath is truly a gift. And Mark Dance also mentioned that Sabbath is a command mm -hmm. to obey. Uh, it's one of the Ten Commandments. Obey this, you know, observe the Sabbath day, mm -hmm. honor the Sabbath. Uh, so it's a command from God. Yeah, he also mentioned that it's a proven plan that works. Um, you know, God, God is like, no, is not sitting up in heaven saying, gosh, what should I try? No, he, he knows he has a proven plan and it works. If you'll just do it, if you'll take a Sabbath time, it, I'm telling you, it will change things and it helps you. It, it has helped Dana and I. And then lastly, he mentioned that the Sabbath is Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. Jesus is our Sabbath. Mm -hmm. and so the Sabbath is a person to love. It's yeah. Jesus. And that's how we should view it. So um, one of the other things I, I want to just throw in is that, you know, we had over, we had large group times with the speakers such as David Kinnaman or Mark Dance uh, or Ronnie Floyd. But we also had, we had some breakout times with affinity groups. And I was meeting with a group of, uh, you know, network and denomination leaders from across the U.S. and Canada and it was really interesting for us to sit in small groups. We broke out and, and just coming up with, with uh, you know, talking about the frustrations that we had and, and trying to help churches and pastors move forward. And there was, uh, as we put all this together, we started writing on the marker board. Um, there were some issues that kept repeating themselves that keep our churches and our pastors from moving forward. And the top three were prayerlessness. Uh, that was huge, you know, that our churches and our pastors don't spend a lot of time in prayer. Also, the sense of isolation. 
And I think this applies to both churches and pastors. Pastors feel very isolated and alone. I'm sure pastors' wives feel very alone. The the pastor's wife is the loneliest person in the church. Mm. Yeah. And Dana, she got to um, help uh, some folks from Florida and Georgia to be able to work on starting their um, ministry wives network and, and ministering to those folks and and so isolation also for the church, sometimes the church gets to thinking they're the only ones, especially if they're in a rural setting, um, you know, that nobody's around them and they're the only ones dealing with these issues. And expectations was the last one that we kind of uh, honed in. One. Yeah, the third one. There were several that we had on a list, um, but expectations that we place on ourselves, expectations that the church places on the pastor. There's all kinds of things like that that really cause you to just be worn out. You're trying to live up to this. And and um, one of our um, folks in our group asked and wondered if if any of our pastors have a job description, you know, maybe in a larger church. But I bet you in a lot of our smaller churches, uh, there is no such thing as a job description, you know. Well, because the pastor is in charge of everything. He does it all. Mm-hmm. And as church members, we need to look at that and recognize that the church belongs to everyone. Every the, We are the body of Christ. And everyone needs to uh, do their part that God has called them to. You are called, as a church member, you are called to that church just as much as your pastor is called to that church. Uh one of the breakout sessions, Trent, that you got to go to was about creating a prayer team for your pastor. And that, I think, is so important. One of the books that they gave us is called Lift Your Pastor. And it talks about uh, that very thing of creating a prayer team and accountability team for your pastor. And one of the ideas is that You would have a team of 30 plus one and 30 people plus one to be the coordinator of it. And each person is assigned to pray for their pastor every day, you know, every day of the month. And so that, that was neat to me. I want to be able to Mm -hmm. share that idea with our churches. Yeah. That, that's unfortunate, but we've gotten away from praying for our pastors. And I've, I've been in a few churches where, you know, I'll be speaking and there'll be a group of guys that will gather and pray for you before you preach. And boy, that is such an uplifting thing. And just reminded me, Spurgeon talked and he gave a lot of credit to his um, success was not only God moving, but he said that he had a group of people praying in the furnace room below where he was preaching. And so, uh, you know, that was what kept him going is that he knew he had people praying for them. And so um, there was a lot of other books. Um, We'll try to put a list together on our um, show notes page for you. I want to just briefly share with you. uh, They mentioned that they have what they call G6 Pastor and Wives Marriage Retreats. And um, they are free uh, for couples in ministry. And so in order to find out more about those, you can either go to Care for Pastors, and that's the number four. So care, the number four, pastors.com, 
or you can just go to greatcommandment.net uh, and you can find out more information about those. Uh, Dana and I, over the years, we have gone to um, a number of marriage retreats and we always need it. You know, it, it's refreshing for us and helps us to reconnect. We get busy and we're doing our things and we need some time to be set apart and, and just work on our marriage so that we can be able to be healthy enough to help someone else. Mm-hmm. I've always been grateful that we, you and I as a couple have not had so much conflict in our relationship. Uh, and so we can help others and be a support for others who might have some conflict in their relationship. That's those retreats definitely uh, need to be investing in your own marriage and your own ministry so that you can support and encourage others. It's important. So I'm grateful. Thanks for coming along on this trip with me, Trent. I got to invite you on this trip. Yeah. So thanks for coming along. Yeah, we've had a had a good time. Uh, like I said, we were at the Care for Pastors uh, Network Conference and just had a blast, learned so much and was encouraged. And so now that we were more equipped, I love gathering tools in my toolbox and and so we're able to hopefully help some pastors and wives and their families. And, and so I just again, we want to encourage you to check out um, books uh, that we mentioned. Um, also go to the uh, careforpastors.com or the greatcommandment.net. Find out more and you can get some resources that would help you on discipleship, on uh, being a resilient disciple. Um, Barna has so much that is available to you. I would encourage you to uh, go to Barna, I think it's .com, and and get all those that information so that you can be able to put that in play and help disciple folks in your church. But pastors, uh, we just want you to know that we care for you. Dana and I are, are on your team. We're cheerleaders for you. So thanks for listening to EnduringChurches.com. Is that how, what your website is? EnduringChurches.com. Reach out to us and let us know how we can encourage you. Mm-hmm.